Welcome to this broadcast and I am going to speak about whatever comes up. The three questions I have been questioned recently um, by someone who I speak quite a fair bit to. Now they wondered, they were asking like do you speak to anyone else this much? Um, In terms of a male and no I don't. I don't know why. I just, I don't. Um, in any case, so we have been uh, discussing different things anyway. Who knows? Um, but in any case, our conversation has been going along like this. Now, I'm very open-minded. I understand that through us God can use questions to edify, to um, clarify things and sometimes test or assert some kind of behaviour or necessary requirements that will um, make things better somehow in the life and in the way. I utilise, like I can work with pretty much anyone to do that. That's my gift. Um, However, obviously I only do that in accordance with what God wills. So some of the questions were with regards to provision. I'm not going to say too much more, but provision, um, having children and appropriateness. These are the three main ones that stand out, right? And we're going to talk about this today, actually, because it comes up in the liturgy. I'm recording on Tuesday, but this is for Wednesday. I'm organised, okay? Sometimes I do it like well, well in advance, but this is the way that I'm called today. And I think it makes sense because if I had... Um, completed this too early, these three points may not have come up and they wouldn't have led into the liturgy today in the same way, right? Particularly when it comes to appropriateness. So we're going to look at these different questions. And one was, you know, how, like, for example, it was look at a question of, like, how do you, how do you have money or how do you make money? It's like, okay, well, For those in Christ, the answer to this is pretty much Philippians and it's chapter 4, verse 19. Again, this is important to remember. This is for those in Christ that are believers of Christ, that actually are followers of Christ. This is not for those that go against or those that are kind of like being jealous and being nasty and crazy and all over the place and condemning and those are kind of coming to um to me or others like that to Christ like that like from the antichrist this is not for them okay so this is for those that are in Christ Philippians again chapter 4 verse 19 but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus that is every need. So if there's a financial need, if there's an emotional need, if there's a pulling down of a stronghold need, which I just did there, 
if there's anything that comes through God. So when I pulled down that stronghold, you will have heard that, making that discernment and making the differentiation between those in Christ and those not of, that came through God. That was a pulling down of a stronghold, if there was going to be anyone. Um, and the raising up of Christ in that victory and uh, the defence of those in Christ. So that comes through God. That's a need for you. That is a need for all of us, whether in Christ or not, for me to do that. So that's one of the needs that's been provided for by the glory of Christ Jesus. There are many different types of needs. They are all provided for by God. It's like your physical needs to eat, for example. Um, first, there is the food of life, which is Christ by the Spirit. And the manifested world, as it manifests clearly, we've got fruits and vegetables and all sorts. That's all manifested from God, from the Spirit, and then into creation. Creation doesn't just happen first. It has to come from somewhere. Um, another was about children, which I felt that they were, and again, we're not going to name names, but they were linking that to availability and provision. Well, for those in Christ, you would refer to Mark, and it's chapter 937. Whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. And that's scripture. That's Jesus Christ talking. And he's talking about the importance really and, and where the pro-life movement comes from, where um, for life comes from, which is it's important to receive God's will. So when we receive a child into the world, we're doing that because it is God's will to do that. Um, so I am very much like in accordance with the scriptures. That's the scripture there. And also, well, I mean, at first it comes from the spirit, right? So before I was like talking about this scripture, it was already like in my heart. So like I've come from it being in my heart first. Um, you know, when people say like, saying their baptismal like promises denouncing Satan like I've never had that I still like listen go along with what what it is just repeating the fact that I've never actually announced Satan but I'll you know we'll renounce but there's never been an announcement um so for me I've always had that in my heart so maybe I'm coming from it from a different way that many people um are doing scripture and then they've got to go into the reformation well I've been I've come from God, so in the victory of Christ, which is my name, um, that's kind of, you know, talks about the victory of Christ and Mary, for example, is like the victorious house of God. So like, I've always had that. Um, so for me, like when I was having my child, that was because God, the Holy Spirit, overcame me and by that process, there was absolutely 100% certainty that child must and had to be conceived. And there was a run up before that as well. Like It didn't just occur. So there was like a conception of um, the spiritual Holy Spirit for like a year to two years beforehand. It didn't just occur. And there wasn't like a lot of trying or effort it was just easeful it wasn't like 
trying to conceive for two years it was the progress of the and it was even before that like I've always known throughout my life but it just intensified like two years prior to or two to three years prior to but I knew like at that time at the exact time and at the exact time of the conception of my child I obviously knew 100% because the Holy Spirit was in charge of that and um it happened straight away so it was perfect um it was just easeful it's because it's the holy spirit like god's perfect right so for me um that fiat is just 100% in alignment so that's just the way that it is and you hear about that um and when you hear about it in scripture it's referred to as mary's fiat okay um another one that they were talking about was like for example appropriateness now there's other kind of things that came up as well and all the rest of it but um you know they were pretty much making out that anything I could send them um because they asked me to send them like certain photos and they were like pushing that I suppose like the judgment and the principles and all these different things but I'm in 100% alignment with God so it is just so strong and it's like this it's you know that alignment here is expressed through what Saint Paul says and it's very very good it's from 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and it's verses 12 to 20. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So with regards to concept awareness and with regards to interaction awareness, with regards to all these things, yes, all things are um, appropriate or all things are lawful unto me, because I'm flowing with God, but not all things are expedient. So God's going to be very precise in my thought, word, deed, and in action about where I am conceiving, what I am conceiving, what I am doing. So it's very precise, it's very specific. Um, and uh, so although that person wanted to express that about appropriateness, um, yes, but God has a specific direction for me and I hear that very clearly and it is very much summed up in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 again verses 12 to 20. So there you go it's very important to be awake and to be aware Luke 12 blessed are those servants whom the Lord when he cometh shall find watching and that's actually um, from today's liturgy as well and it's amazing how God works in these different ways. So I'm going to go on to Wednesday's um liturgy now and it's Romans 6 12 to 18 make every part of your body a weapon fighting on the side of God you must not let sin reign in your mortal bodies or command your obedience to bodily passions you must not let any part of your body turn into an unholy weapon fighting on the side of sin you should instead offer yourselves to God and consider yourselves dead men brought back to life you should make every part of your body into a weapon fighting on the side of God and then sin will no longer dominate your life since you are living by grace and not by law. Does the fact that we are living by grace and not by law mean that we are free to sin? Of course not. You know that if you agree to serve and obey a master, you become his slaves. 
You cannot be slaves of sin that leads to death and at the same time slaves of obedience that leads to righteousness. You were once slaves of sin, but thank God you submitted without reservation to the creed you were taught. You may have been freed from the slavery of sin, but only to become slaves of righteousness. The responsorial psalm is our help is in the name of the Lord. If the Lord had not been on our side, this is Israel's song. If the Lord had not been on our side when men rose up against us, they would then would they have swallowed us alive when their anger was kindled. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Then would the waters have engulfed us, the torrent gone over us, over our head would have swept the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord who did not give us a prey to their teeth. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Our life like a bird has escaped from the snare of the fowler. Indeed, the snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Stay awake and stand ready because you do not know the hour when the Son of Man is coming. Alleluia. And the gospel is from Luke twelve thirty nine to 48. The Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Jesus said to his disciples, You may be quite sure of this, that if the householder had known at what hour the burglar would come, he would not have let anyone break through the wall of his house. You too must stand ready because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, do you mean this parable for us or for everyone? The Lord replied, What sort of steward then is faithful and wise enough for the master to place him over his household to give them their allowance of food at the proper time? Happy that servant if his master's arrival finds him at this employment. I tell you truly, he will place him over everything he owns. But as for the servant who says to himself, my master is taking his time coming and sets about beating the men servants and the maids and eating and drinking and getting drunk, his master will come on a day he does not expect and at an hour he does not know. The master will cut him off and send him to the same fate as the unfaithful. The servant who knows what his master wants but has not even started to carry out those wishes will receive very many strokes of the lash. The one who did not know but deserves to be beaten for what he has done will receive fewer strokes. When a man has had a great deal given him, a great deal will be demanded of him. When a man has had a great deal given him on trust, even more will be expected of him.